Let's get down to brass tacks, shall we? Ooh. This is an episode of All Joking Aside, number 93, entitled Big Boys Don't Cry. And uh, and compose yourself, co-host well, over here to my I side. I was getting a little weepy because you, you didn't introduce me right off the bat. Oh, I'm so but sorry. that's okay. That's okay. I, I'm pulling it together. I'm pulling it together. Boy, well, see, he's not a big boy. I'm Daryl Mendelson, a co-host, and over here is Gregory Cohen. And you I'm are co-host too. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if you were like well, the guy no, taking out the oh, trash. No, no Daryl Mendelson is the only co-host, which is kind of weird because. Yeah, well, well, how do you know I don't have somebody to bring on right now? Come on in. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so we got two co-hosts and a show called Big Boys Don't Cry. Now, what don't could cry. that be about? Let's think. Maybe pain. <laughs> and but there are all kinds of pain. I, I every any one of our episodes to listen to and watch has been <laughs> experience. But um, I I was thinking about things like uh, we've talked about stuff before. Big rehash. Just go ahead and go get your Doritos right now. And your really beer. seriously, we're gonna call quits now. You use this valuable time to yeah, look yeah. back at the old episodes, yeah. and every time we talk about being in pain, go, yeah, there's one. <laughs> there's one. Or I think every every week we should just announce a, one number higher and say, "Hi, this is episode ninety three. Have at it!" And just sit back Go and drink our coffee. Anyway, for what it's worth, uh, and all the stories are, are are rehashes too. So hopefully you're just you're new, and hopefully you're not new to the episodes. But if you're new, I'd like to talk to you about a bronchoscopy experience I had. I oh. had breathing problems. I'm gonna try to get to the the salient parts. I had breathing issues. It was a long thing that I got really sick and I needed to have a procedure done to open up my lungs, which were all clogged up with real bad mucousy cells. And I needed to have a bronchoscopy where they go through your nose with a little thing down through your trachea and they clean your lungs up like a vacuum cleaner type thing. And I was a young married guy. We had little money and my wife had insurance. I didn't. So when offered the opportunity to go ahead and be put under for this procedure or not, I asked the important question to the doctor, well, if I don't use anesthesia, will I be able to tolerate it? Will it be painful? And what is the doctor's response? Well, he, he, he was reading the morning let paper guess, at the time. Let me guess. I bet it's – there will be some discomfort. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> there you that's, go. That's, there will be some discomfort is doctor speak for you are going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> He was, he was talking about himself. He says, "You're you, your whining will interfere with the fact that I'm listening to the radio, <laughs> but I'll get through it. Thank you for being concerned about me. So they literally go up and I didn't I they may have had like a local anesthetic anesthesia anesthetic exposed to you know being knocked out with anesthesia and they went up. And then down, that wasn't the part that was, that was kind of a weird experience. I mean, going, oh, that is a little uncomfortable. But the part that was horrendous is, and he, he pointed out this is going to happen, but hearing the words describing this as opposed to actually experiencing it are two different things. And what it was is you're going to be feeling like you're suffocating. <laughs> you're going to feel it because he says, but we have a tube of oxygen going down. So you're really not. You're going to keep gulping and swallowing because we've got this thing that's parting your your vocal cords to go down into your lungs, and it's going to feel like you can't clear something and you're choking. I got it handled. Don't worry about it. 
I go, boy, what what the hell did I set myself up for? And they went, he went up and threw it. And oh my God, thank God he gave me that heads up because to feel it on your own and not you know, have the doctor leave the room. Excuse me, I got, I got a phone call. <laughs> that, that would, I, mean, I would have said, that's it. I would have been writing my last will and testament to my wife. It was so freaking weird knowing that I was, you know, he said, you'll relax into it. Just calm down as you do it. Don't. So, <laughs> and um, it's like another experience when I was scuba diving, which I mentioned once before, when they talk off my, my, um, my oxygen tanks to show me what it was. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We go underwater with the mask and they want you to be able to clear the water out of your mouth by blowing into your, um, into your air, air tank and your, uh, I, forget, I forget the name of the term right now, the thing that equalizer is it an equalizer. I, I, I just, I'm embarrassed, whatever it is, but the thing you you, you can, you can jettison the air out, right. uh, the water out and breathe. And I had a coughing fit. I'll jump back to the other stories. I had a coughing fit. So real time experience, I was coughing, bringing water in. And in that moment where I was coughing out of control, as opposed to the instructor saying, here's what we're going to do, pur the purge valve. is a pur called the purge valve. And um, I was caught and I was like, oh, my God, I'm looking up and I can see the surface of the water like 60 feet away. I'm going oh, to die. And the, the instructor calmly is pointing to the purge valve, indicating push this. He wasn't going to push it for me. So he took a chance. I mean, I could have floated at the surface and he could have gone up to the top and said, next. <laughs> Just clear him aside. But I hit the purge valve, and oh my god! So I learned that way. But here with this thing here, um, I guess I relaxed in because the procedure takes some time. And I mean, after a while, you're just—I was exhausted from so trying to survive. Out. I yeah. So I just finally, when I stopped fighting myself, it was okay. Um, jumping ahead in the story, that wasn't enough to do it. That one time, I had a lot of complications. They had another doctor had to do the same thing. He goes, I like to offer you two different possibilities. <laughs> the first is, I'll take the anesthesia. I cut him short. And I and I, I told him, well, you know, if we go bankrupt, I don't care. I'm not going to go through that again. So that was Ooh. kind of a uh, a scary, uncomfortable. It uh, Painful is, it was, it was emotionally and psychologically painful. Uh, at the end of the day, it was really uncomfortable, but it didn't hurt a lot. Why don't we go back and forth? You tell a story, I'll tell a story. Let's do it that way. I I need to regain consciousness. <laughs> it's pretty is, harrowing. That is it? just horrible. Mm -hmm. That is horrible. And uh thank God I've never had anything like that. I um honestly uh, mm -hmm. the worst physical pain that I've had. Oh, well, when I when I broke my leg when I was in high school. Okay. And um it was coupled by, you know, <laughs> intense humiliation. <laughs> but it was um it we Which um, is painful too. We I grew up in an area that ice and snow was not common. I mean it, it we didn't have snow. We barely had freezes. Um right. But this one day I was at school and we had had a very cold spell and there were there was ice. And I had left one of my classrooms. And as I was leaving the classroom, I looked down and I saw this big patch of ice. And I very wisely said, better not walk on that because you could slip. So I walked around it. 
right on top of the tiny piece of ice <laughs> that I didn't see and uh, slipped. And my leg that slipped out from under me yeah. actually kicked out. And my other leg folded under and I landed on that and, and broke my um, femur. Femur? Yeah, the long yeah. one. The long yeah. bone yeah. broke my femur. It was not like a compound fracture, thank God, or anything, but it was a definite break. And my problem, if you haven't guessed so far, I'm watching these things, is when I hurt myself, I tend to have an out-of-body experience where I am actually watching the action that hurt myself. So I saw that thinking, that is funny. Oh my God. And You're I sick. started to laugh. <laughs> I mean, I, because I, the whole situation, I mean, you know, yeah. when you first yeah. break something, you're right. kind of numb anyway. There's the, right. you're, you're in shock. Um, but I was sitting there laughing. So people were walking by me, <laughs> not realizing how hurt I was. And then I managed to get myself up and literally hopped to my next class where the pain actually started to register. <laughs> because when you're hopping and your legs going <laughs> because because it's not meant to move like that. Um so I got to my next class and I was sitting <laughs> in it and breaking out in a sweat and, you know, registering the pain. And obviously I must've gone very, very pale because the, the teacher actually said, uh, Mr. Cohen, I, are you all right? And I said, I think I may have broken my leg. And so <laughs> He very kindly said, okay, uh, you need to go to the nurse. I'm going to get someone to help you. And instead of like calling the nurse to have them bring a wheelchair over. Right, right. He picked two of the high school football players who were also in that class to, to carry me you. on their shoulders. Oh, how funny. They put me up on their shoulders. Yeah. You have to remember, these are the same guys who taunted me all through high school. <laughs> Yelling at me, you know, uh, various derogatory names across the quad and, and making references to my sexual proclivities. <laughs> and so they got me up on their shoulders and they thought, oh, this is going to be fun. And they ran to the nurses. Oh, my God. Jostling you. On their shoulders going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. They, I mean, I'm absolutely certain they did not mean to do it to hurt yeah. me. But they didn't yeah. think about it. When they gently and, sit you down, did you kiss them on the cheeks going, thanks, guys. I really love you for this. <laughs> could, could you please go back to the quad and pick up the lower part of my leg? <laughs> so um, uh, it, it was it was an incredible pain that didn't register yeah. as pain mm -hmm. as much as it, it totally – thickened my entire body from from the, the sensation so that that was a, that was a bad you, one you know when you fell and you laughed i i just had a, a an image of taking you to like some sort of a factory 
and, and having your arm ripped <laughs> out of the yeah. socket by some process and you just going into hysterics. <laughs> I'd love to see that level. Look at, look at how that shredder, what that shredder <laughs> yeah. did to my body. It's it's a mere flesh wound. Come on, I can take you on. It's a mere flesh wound. It seriously is, though. I mean, it, yeah. it, it is a reaction that I have had my entire life. That's interesting. But the, 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 seeing the comedy of a situation. <laughs> oh, my God. The terrible, terrible affliction. I have the same thing. It's a little bit different. It's when I see somebody <laughs> like you fall down and get hurt like that then i i understand the hysterics what, what, yeah. what was uh mel brooks's line you know the, the difference between comedy and tragedy is tragedy is when i stub my toe and comedy is when you fall down in an open manhole cover and die <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the difference uh, you know it, uh, yeah before we go back to you i do yeah. want to bring up the fact that this topic was suggested by daryl because both he and i without planning together it's not like holding hands saying, what should we do today both daryl and i uh went in for our latest uh covid vaccines and uh, both of us got the rsv, RSV vaccine yeah. as well yeah. right yeah and so it was you know the two two arm yeah uh one in each and honestly I was absolutely ready for mm -hmm. the incredibly sore arm the next day because mm -hmm. that's what I felt with each of the vaccines um, and didn't. So I was very pleased. Um, my wife was uh, hurting a lot from, from hers. But uh, I can't help to notice, though, you have developed some amphibian like gills on your neck. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> Check your phone because I think I I sent to the app they followed the chip that they injected <laughs> into me. Um, if they're following you with your chip, that's the end of civilization as we know it. True. Where, where's Greg going now? The yeah, bathroom again. Yeah, phone it to the Ukrainians. They need to know this. <laughs> oh man! But uh, yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I've never had a problem with with uh, and other people have talked about intramuscular injection pain as a rule i've had i've had some soreness and people talk about soreness but my soreness is so minimal it's the kind of thing like i just is it there yeah i guess i feel a little yeah. tiny tiny bit sore but i know some people who you know i'm sure you do too who've gotten very bad pain sometimes swelling and so on. so you know people have different reactions it's a allergic reaction sometimes for injections i have not had a lot of pain yeah some soreness some aches yeah. maybe yeah. um when i got my shingles vaccine okay that gave me quite okay. uh, a side effect I, I i definitely had a reaction to that kind of like flu-like symptoms for about 24 hours okay um but that's about the only one what I about am. have you donated blood ever Okay, here's the big difference. I I have not, and okay. I I do encourage people to do it. It's a very important thing to do, but um, I've never had a problem with the intramuscular needles. I you know yeah. I, I when I was a kid, I used to get uh, allergy shots, you know, and so I'd go in every week and get shots, and it it's never bothered me. That has never bothered me. Intravenous needles, on the other hand, and I think it's totally a mental thing. I'm sure of it. Um, 
but I don't deal with them well. I, I've gotten to the point of being able to get a blood test. Um, if 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 the phlebotomist is good, <laughs> that's a big plus. <laughs> if they are able to do it, you know, they say you'll feel a little pinch, and it's literally a little pinch. I'm okay, but a lot of times they're not that good, or can be perhaps. <laughs> I'm not as hydrated as I should be, so the mm -hmm. veins aren't as as visible. You know, mm -hmm. I take my my credit with where credit is due. Um, but if they are having trouble with it, and it, it, that is a very painful burn, if if yeah. they are not yeah. able to do that right, and that coupled with the concept of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. will tend to make me either pass out or gray out <laughs> or or I or definitely have a very bad reaction you so, know how I avoid that kind of thing if I, I, I in my mind I was filling in the end of the story where I thought perhaps you would fall to the ground with your legs splayed and start laughing hysterically <laughs> But I guess we apply to a certain time in your yeah. life. <laughs> I've never found humor in the, yeah. uh, my, the blood sucked out of me or something uh, put into my veins. Yeah. It, it did, however, yeah. keep me from that great temptation of becoming a heroin addict. <laughs> I I um, had the thing uh, around the same time I had these lung issues I talked about. They had, uh, they take a uh, arterial blood gases which they want to get blood from your arteries and not your veins and they have to use a special needle they go a little bit deeper they tend to if i remember correctly towards the crook of your uh here and i was in the hospital and the doctor came in and some sheepish young intern i knew it was an intern saying oh we're gonna be getting your i had it done before it's it's not comfortable is the bottom line and uh, we're gonna go ahead and get your arterial blood gases okay because they, it's it's important that they register what's happening by oxygenation for my lungs. So the guy puts this horse needle in me. Oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't get it. And he's not pulling it out. He's he's moving it around. Kind of yeah. moving oh. it around. Going ah. Uh, uh. He pulls the needle. I'm I'm so so sorry. I go hmm? okay. I've got a tolerance for pain. I can feel pain and not wince and not. I can just feel it and go okay. Yeah, that I can put up with it. But I really tried it again. Oh, he missed it again. Doctors go, you know, taking notes like, mm, yeah, maybe we should reject <laughs> this person. And then the third time, he again missed it, and he pulled it out. And before anybody said anything, I said, "Okay, enough experimentation. I appreciate you got to learn, but I think I've given my all. And you try this three times, may I want the doctor to do it now?" And the doctor took over. And then the doctor went and he goes, mm, "Sorry, I missed it. <laughs> Is that, let, let me call the nurse." <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you. When they, when they left, it was like a cartoon. I had 10 different streams of blood gushing out of me from all over my body. When, when um, I think we talked about my recent vacation fiasco, I, I'm pretty sure. I, and when I had passed out in the station, um, train station, yeah. the train station yeah. uh, in London, the paramedics were there and they were very very nice really really sweet young people um but the the young woman paramedic w wanted to give me um some intravenous fluids because it was obvious that i was dehydrated and right, right. 
because I was so dehydrated and because my blood pressure had sunk so low, yeah, she was having a really hard time finding, finding a, vein. a vein. Yeah. And she finally said, okay, okay, got it in there. And it, it was it was a touch and go kind of thing. The mm -hmm. good news is I already passed out. It was no big deal. Um, I mean, I was, I was conscious at that point, but it was like, uh. oh, I passed out once today. I don't need to do it again. Um, <laughs> but um, so she, she got it in and then she you know, was holding the, the bag up to get fluided. And I started to say, um, should I be feeling aching in my muscle here? And she said, no. And it turned out that she actually missed it. She was like putting the fluid in uh, her muscle. She said, now the good news is that's not going to hurt you. It's yeah. just saline. Yeah. It, yeah. It'll dissipate. It'll be absorbed into your, your tissue. She said, but but I'm sorry about it. Yeah. yeah. So she took that needle out and she was unable to, and and her partner was yeah. unable to do it. Yeah. So when we, they got me to the emergency room, uh, the doctor there uh -huh. was looking saying, yeah, I, I understand why they're having trouble. This is hard. I'm going to cheat. And he had some kind of a ultrasound type thing that I, oh, I was, he was guided. there to find the, the yeah. yeah vein so he actually managed to do it but it was i thought they better do something i think the, the greg left out the most interesting part of that story is when they first arrived on scene to take care of him then he was a movie he had passed out they were poking him with the stick <laughs> i like to that see if, yeah to see if he was alive i like that, uh, that was i i uh yeah, I got two two stories. When when I our when we had our old friends episode and our friend Scott Zuckman was on, he just said one sentence and joked about something, and we went on to discuss it. He said, "Oh yeah, how Daryl almost you destroyed my my leg with a rock," and we went on top of something else. And that story goes basically. Maybe we touched on it earlier. He and I got into this big after junior high school. We were leaving school, and we got into this big old pit, which was covered with a big piece of wood. We thought, "Oh, cool, like a little clubhouse under the ground." And at one point, we took the lid off, and he was in the pit, lying there, just going, "This is fun. We're we're in a pit." And I picked up a, you know, you sometimes see these concrete rocks at a construction site. It looks like a rock, but it's concrete. And I held the thing over my head like a gorgon, like, "Oh, I'm gonna," and I made the motion jokingly like I was going to throw him at him. And little did I realize that gravity would ruin the joke. <laughs> and I released the thing and this concrete boulder, you know, 10 inches across, went smashing down on his leg and hole. And the sad part of the story is not his pain. The sad part of the story is I realized he had the bike to ride me home on. And I was concerned that he would not be able to pedal. And God bless him. The first thing that happened was I looked at him. I go, oh, I'm so sorry. And he was in the thing grabbing in silence. You know, you're going to have so much pain. You cannot even emit a sound. He was rocking. And I mean, I felt like I should have said, because your friend's like, oh, come on, get over yourself. But no, he, he experienced pain. We were there for a good long time thinking, do I just go ahead and throw the dirt over him or should I wait to see if, <laughs> see if he recovers? And was it broken? It didn't break it. But, That's amazing. But it really I really hurt him badly and I, I felt awful how stupid of me I'm and uh here's a fun I said, question. next time I try this. When guy, you I'll, did that. Yeah. When you did that. Yeah. 
I don't know if you noticed. Did you see that little boy sitting in the back, <laughs> <laughs> laughing his head off? <laughs> Small world. <laughs> yeah, it was even worse than I saw. I saw in the back of my mind. I saw a little old man as a pallbearer going, "Come on, I don't have all day." <laughs> but God bless him. At some point, he recovered, and he he rode his bike with me however we did it it was like a stingray bike or something on the handles he, i was he was riding me to like his house or my mom's car i can't remember but i had to go with him on the bike for a bit so good friend and uh i regret that but this is interesting you ever think about when you're gonna have you've had worked on your teeth i've had worked on my teeth oh, yeah. Yeah. and they have to numb you up yes and I know that, and and sometimes they'll try numb you up, and they'll and they'll start to work, and they go, and you you'll wince like, oh oh, we didn't get your taken, belt. Yeah, it hasn't right. taken, and you can just feel like, oh my god, it's not taken, and they've given me something to reduce the pain, and that that in that brief moment, thank God that their reflexes are usually good, and they pull the the drill away real quick, that you you've got a taste of what it would be like if they had nothing there at all. Right. But I always was fascinated by the fact that when they numb you up, they've got to give you a shot. I go, for God's sakes, it's like one pain to prevent a worse pain. Yeah, and, and those, it's that injection. It, it's yeah, it's uncomfortable. You feel you feel the the plunger. You feel it going into the gum. It's the weirdest weirdest it, damn thing. There, you know, there, um, I don't know if you remember uh, Bill Cosby used to have. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm quoting back I'm when quoting he was a rapist. funny okay. and he wasn't a rapist. Okay. okay. Yeah. But, but back when he was funny, he had a whole routine about um, going to the dentist and getting the shot. And he would go through this whole thing about, you know, they, you go to, to a doctor and they give you a shot. And it's like this. You go to a dentist and give you a shot. And it's like this. <laughs> and, <laughs> and while it's in your mouth. And it's yeah. true. I mean, yeah. it's like they move it around. Yeah, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's. They're, they're I mean, the it. good news is, you know, it yeah. starts to numb almost immediately. So right. once that initial poke is done, right, right, it's it's not that bad. But uh, um, I think I mentioned once when I was in college, we had, uh, uh, you know, contrary to Greg, who is stingy with his blood, I have given to the Red Cross. Probably, I'm going to guess. I may be off by a hundred or so, thirty times. Let's say <laughs> it'll be off a hundred. So maybe I took blood seventy times away. <laughs> uh, most recently, side note: I can't give blood right now because one of the medications I'm on is preventing me from doing that. So uh, that was kind of weird. I found that oh. out when I went to do donate some blood. What is that? Um, I'll take that so that I have a good excuse. <laughs> Dutasteride. Dutasteride. It's a medication for men with prostate issues, which I have. And uh, that at that time, they thought it was a um, some sort of a uh, – there's a word, which I can't remember from my biologies, which causes birth defects for some people. So, you know – I don't know if it's – they said they review their, their criteria, and at some point maybe they will find out that that's not the case. But I certainly don't want to be responsible for a child with an arm growing out of a scalp. So I'm glad they put the kibosh on that for me. <laughs> Are you – Arm coming ahead. Are you Thank you for helping. <laughs> um, but um, there was a girl in college, and uh, she would give year after year, and she would – she would pass out knowing she was going to pass out. She met the weight criteria. And I guess having the people there, they could have said, well, no, she's going to pass out. We can't take her blood. But she would insist 
she wanted to donate knowing and she she was close to the weight criteria and she had no health issues other than she would pass out. So I don't know if that would be the theory today with that history, but at least when I was back in college, this girl, I saw, I saw her twice. I was there long enough to see her donate twice and she passed up both times. And, and she never saw you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She look at me pass out. And then they take her blood. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Now, now, okay. Yeah. Let's let's get serious for a minute because oh, this yes, is all, definitely all that's joking what we do aside. Best. So, yes. So we've talked a lot about various physical pain, and and you know, let's face it, we're humans. We all go through physical pain. Sure, sure. Um, what was the last time you really cried? From what, pain what, what or cost? no, 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 no? The no, fact no. that you're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was An the actual last physical time? pain? No, 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 not physical pain. Just uh, oh, just cry. Last thing that that caused you to really cry. That's easy because I cry a lot of very emotional. I'm an emotional man, so it doesn't take much a poem or something. I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, always comes back to me, doesn't it? It's always back to me how wonderful I am. I wrote a I wrote a letter of a re- of a thank you a recommendation to about a a guy who helped us out at the airport. I think I talked about that. Oh yeah, and, and I got a response, two responses back, and they were grateful that I and I wanted this guy to get recognition. He went above and beyond the duty uh, his duties to help Jackie and me and on our trip with our dog. And they were very glowing and thanked me and thanked me. And I was at Jackie's last night and we were talking about how this nice guy was going to get uh, recognition. And I wasn't bothered. <laughs> I wasn't doing that. But I did get I did get emotional thinking that this because you're talking about how nice he was and he's got a wife and they're taking care. He went back to work, if you recall from my story, because he was retired, but they needed the money so he can help his wife adopt animals on their property and take care of them so he said i we realized nice nice guy and he was nice to us and i got emotional thinking that they're going to take this poor stunk aside and hopefully more than pat him on the back and give him an attaboy you know maybe do something nice for him and uh, I, we were talking about it I, I got a little emotional so i wasn't bawling my eyes out but i did get a little misty thinking about that so that's easy hold on a second i just got the weather report today clear skies <laughs> oh. Beautiful day. Oh, so, yeah, I think that last time that that guy uh, cried was when he's going to watch this, and here you call him a poor stunk. <laughs> well, I meant it in the nicest of ways. <laughs> I meant it in the nicest of way. So, when was the last time you cried? Well, they let me, let me rephrase that. Have you ever cried? I have. Okay. I have. I. I'll tell you. Um. <laughs> I I have a very I, as as everyone knows here I have a huge soft spot for animals. Um, okay. That's true. And I I have had this brought up to me several times that you know over the years we've had many animals and, right and right. sadly animals do not live as long as we do and mm-hmm. the time comes that we have to make the decision to you know end their suffering um and we've had to do that many times um 
And people have mentioned the fact, people meaning my sister, that, <laughs> that I get far more upset when I'm, I have to say goodbye to one of my pets than I did when my parents passed away. <laughs> and Oh, man. I understand I, that, though. I, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Yes. I cried for my parents. Um, you know, animals seem more vulnerable. Particularly my my dad, because it was such a shock. Um, I did not expect that. Um, my mom, we kind of knew it was coming. So I, I, it was, it was, you know, I cried, but it was not huge. When I have had to make number one, make the decision that this is the right time for one of my pets, which is the hardest decision right, right. anyone makes. Um, and because they don't have a whole lot of input. <laughs> right, right. You're it's, trying to read their faces and their body language. It's a very selfless decision. Yeah. Very, very hard to do. Um, but then there's also that sense of, you know, <clears throat> having to say goodbye and right, knowing right. you're not going to see them again. Right. Um, Rainbow Bridge be damned. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's – um. Yes. Yeah. And so, yes, I mean, I have, yeah, I, I acknowledge I, yeah, that act, I have done that several times and every time it never gets easier. And even at this point, if I start talking about individual pets, you can think about that. I, I'll yeah. get choked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you so, go, you're revisiting the emotion of that moment. Absolutely. And, yeah, it's very yeah. fresh. It stays yeah. fresh. So. Uh, when Greg's mom was in the hospital and she was getting ready to pass, she looked at him. She said, why aren't you feeling emotional? He said, mom, if only you were a basset hound. <laughs> you never fetched. <laughs> you never fetched. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's oh, a toughie. I, I talk, I've talked to you. I remember, I mean, I, Greg is somewhat stoic and it's, you know, it's, it's a nice quality too. And, and I, I mean, he is emotional, but he's, he's, he's he, he doesn't wear his, his, emotions on his sleeve all the time would that be accurate in saying that, that is, but yes. so the the times i've i've seen greg i'm quite very taken, level i'm very level. level yeah i've uh it, it caught me off guard but those are yeah the the animals you're right we we've had as referenced here for like 14 jackie and i together I've had more than this in my life but 14 pets and each and every one of those represents a passing and each and every one of those is is a is a great deal of grief. So that's that is where big boys do cry. That's absolutely, and it's. I will be the first one to say, you know, there's crying. That's like the the emotional reaction, the mistiness mm -hmm. that Daryl was talking about. There, there are actual you know tears flowing mm -hmm. down your face that you know you you feel for some kind of loss at some point or right. or pain, you know, physical right. pain or something. Right. And then you have, you know, uh, pet crying, which is the ugly sobbing. <laughs> yeah, the heaving and yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will, I think, you know, we need to close this off, but I do, I, I will tie that into a funny story. Oh, please. Which I have not, I don't think I've shared on this. Okay. Um, one of the last movies, my wife and I steadfastly avoid seeing movies that the main character is an animal. <laughs> <laughs> because we know something bad is going to happen. The the, yeah. the dog or may not die in the yeah. movie, but they're going to go through some 
pain and suffering, and we yeah. just can't deal with that. If there's a movie called Bambi's Mother, you'd be like kryptonite to you. <laughs> but the last movie that I actually saw okay. um, that kind of sealed it for me okay. was a movie called My Dog Skip. Oh, yes. And My Dog Skip, uh, the poster was, and I'm going to see if I can find it so I can put it up here, uh, was a very cute, I think a beagle. Eagle Puppy or Jack Russell Terrier? I can't remember. Maybe Jack okay. Russell. Okay. Um, and it's a little puppy, and he's sitting, sitting next to a toilet and looking longingly up at the toilet. And <laughs> I thought, that looks really cute. That looks really funny. So we actually went to see it. And it's basically, keeping it the description short, uh, a, a little boy gets a puppy, for Christmas, and it's the friendship, the bond that forms as they both get older. Well, the end of it is the boy has gone off to college, and the dog is old. I mean, very, very old. And mm -hmm. throughout the movie, um, one of the things that they keep revisiting is the dog, you know, jumping up on the bed, and they 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 sleep together, you know. And at the end of the movie. I'm going to see if I can get that. <laughs> I, you know, okay. That's the last time you cried uh, today. Yeah. Today. Uh, at the end of the movie, you know, the dog is old and the boy's not there, but the dog's trying to get up into the bed and he can't yeah. make it. Yeah. Um, and I was sobbing. I was yeah. in the movie theater sobbing. I mean, you know, the. <laughs> yeah. 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 Loud, loud. Yeah. Yeah. And the movie ends. And I'm mopping my face, you know, and, um, you know, the lights come up and this big old guy, big, big truck driver kind of dude, <laughs> muscles, you know, is there with his little girl. He brought his little girl to the movie yeah. and, and yeah. they're like farther down the, the row and they're walking down toward us. I'm going, oh God, he's going to be laughing <laughs> at me. And wiping my face, and the girl all the way across is going, Wasn't that a good movie? That was such a cute puppy. Oh my God, I would love that. Thing. And he's going, and they get by me, and he just kind of looks as they pass by, and he looks over at me, and he goes, Tough one, wasn't it? No. Oh. <laughs> so I thought, That's I, funny. I, I love that story because it's just it, it's so unexpected. Yeah, and it's just—I it, good... do think you know they say dogs are man's best friend. Yeah. I think there's a special bond between yeah. men and that, dogs. That's a great story, and I know we're we're closing it out. I just want to do a shout out to a movie I have not seen, but Jackie described it to me in full, and it sounds like a delightful thing. She told me the whole story. It's called—I don't know how to pronounce this—the Irish pronunciation Roche or Rose R O I S E and Frank. So how to pronounce that? Probably Royce, Rocha. Rosa Rosa yeah. And here's here's the description. A widow who has given up on life be becomes convinced that a stray dog is the reincarnation of her hurling loving husband. Hurling is a, a game that they play in. Uh, oh, it's I not vomiting. <laughs> vomiting, not vomiting. Yeah. Her vomiting oh, I miss your vomit. But yeah. But it, it, she she described the whole thing to me, and it really sounds well, – I, I want to see it, but I just like to throw that out there because it sounds like a great movie. It's a oh, 2022 uh, movie. Yeah. All right. That sounds really good. So I'll close us out. Uh, 
I'm gonna miss you. Let me let me compose myself. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, we've had a nice time talking together and with you, and I hope uh, hope any tears you have can be happy tears, maybe too. Oh, and, happy uh, tears are nice. Happy tears are nice. So, uh, go out and uh, be a blessing. Be a blessing. Have a wonderful day today. A wonderful day. <laughs> and never forget, in spite of the tears, always keep smiling. Keep smiling. Try. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you later. All joking aside.